You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello to all my blended families and welcome to episode 13 of the Blended Family Podcast. In today's show, we're going to focus on healthy communication, but before I get started, a few quick announcements. Please do me a favor and rate and review the show in iTunes. I know that it takes time out of your day to do so, so even if you can just give it a rating, it would be so appreciated. All you have to do is go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash iTunes and click the little stars. When you do that, it helps give me a little boost in iTunes, which helps other people find the show. Next announcement, I was featured on the Working Motherhood podcast last week on their episode 245. I would encourage you to check out her show if you are a working mom, not because I was on it, but because it can be a great resource to you. Her website address is workingmotherhood.com, and you can also find her show on iTunes and Stitcher. And I also put a link to the show that I was on on my website as well, so you can find it there under the blog. And the last announcement before I get started, I am looking to interview moms or dads of blended families that have been together for over seven years. Dr. Portia Jackson and I were discussing this. She had heard once at a marriage retreat that it takes blended families seven years to really mesh well and work out the kinks. I totally agree with this. So if you or someone you know has had a blended family for over seven years, I would love to have you on the show so you can offer encouragement to the other listeners who may be at the beginning of their journey as a blended family. If you're interested, please email me at Melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com and put interview in the subject line. Okay, thanks for being patient while I got through those announcements. Let's get into our topic today, healthy communication. You know, communication is essential in all families, not just those that are blended. But as we know, everything seems more complicated for us. In the blended family, there are new relationships and dynamics forming, so it's important to get off on the right foot with lots of communication. If you're not communicating, it can be detrimental to your relationships, all of them, not just between a couple, but also between kids and parents or step-parents. This topic could actually be applied to any marriage or relationship. So I want to start by giving you my top three tips for communication, and then I'm going to share a few other ideas with you as well. So number one, communication is not confrontation. Number two, be open and honest. Number three, listen. So let's begin with number one, communication is not confrontation. Most of the time, people confuse these two. We talked about fighting a few episodes back. Communication is simply having a discussion back and forth 
where you can exchange information. So why is it that when someone tries to tell the other how they feel, they blow up? Well, it's a defense mechanism. Some people are just programmed this way. A simple comment of, we need to talk, in their mind, is escalated to this huge thing. If you are both confrontational during a discussion, then you'll see that no one will get anywhere. And if one person is, they will overpower the partner that is trying to stay calm. The first step in resolving this is to have a discussion about it when everything is good. Talk openly about your styles of communication and what you each think about how it's working in your relationship. I'll tell you this. If you are the one who is confrontational, your partner is going to stop talking to you about what's bothering them. They're going to feel as though anytime they speak their mind, you blow up and it turns into a fight. And if it continues, they'll resent you for it. You need to figure out how to knock down that defensive wall. I have to share my personal story here because it's relevant and also so you understand that I have experience with this. Sean used to be like this when we met. He was just used to dealing with conflict that way. He was programmed that way. So when I would say something that bothered me, he would kind of act pretty irrational for the situation. It was nothing that I was used to or that I could tolerate. I'm a pretty sensitive person. I had to reprogram him by showing him the way I expected to deal with a situation by talking about it nicely. Now, I don't want to sound like I was trying to change him, but it's just that this would have been a deal breaker for me. You know, for a while, I kind of shut down and stopped saying anything. And that was wrong too, because I was stuffing my feelings away, which was unfair to myself. Anyway, Sean knows I'm telling this story and I don't want to bore you, but the point is you can work on this. It took us a while, but now we speak freely about anything without either of us feeling attacked or needing to be defensive. And you can do it too. Communication does not mean fighting. It means let's sit down and talk and work it out. And that can be done peacefully and without attacking each other. Now, dealing with kids, that can be an entirely different thing. You are going to have a much harder time teaching a child to stay calm and communicate peacefully. You have to start by modeling what you want mirrored back. Yelling and screaming at a child and then expecting them to remain calm is probably not going to be effective. Stay calm, even when dealing with a confrontational child. Remember, you're the parent. If they are argumentative, don't keep at it back and forth. Simply say, until they calm down and speak nicely, the subject won't be discussed and just walk away. It works for us every time. So for tip number two, be open and honest about your feelings. It's best to start the relationship off right away like this. But lots of times that's just not the case. What's the sense of communicating with someone if you aren't telling the truth? You need to speak your truth. You certainly aren't helping yourself. You know, it's okay in a relationship to have disagreements. You can't always agree. 
or have the same opinion about everything. Some people have the tendency to push their own feelings down so they don't upset their partner. So here you're not intentionally lying. You actually think you're doing good because you don't want to make your partner mad. But I ask you, how is this healthy for you? You have to speak your truth and you also have to be open to hearing the truth from your partner. Yes, sometimes there will be hurt feelings. But if you want a true, genuine relationship, you have to share your feelings and never, ever lie intentionally. No relationship can withstand dishonesty or deceit. Your relationship with your partner should be sacred. If you are having trouble with being open with your partner, I want you to think about why. What is holding you back from sharing your most intimate thoughts or feelings? Maybe you'd feel they'd be angry or that they wouldn't understand what you're trying to say. I don't know what your situation is or what your particular struggles are, but I want you to work on this. Sometimes if you can figure out the right way to present the information to your partner, it's all you need. But if you can master this, I promise your relationship with your partner will flourish. Okay, so let's talk about being open and honest with your children. I actually talked a lot about this on that Working Motherhood podcast I was telling you about earlier. In our home, we encourage open communication with the kids, which means they know they can come to us with any problem or question they have. Not that they always do, but they know that they can. It's definitely hard at times, especially as they're getting older and they're sharing information with us that we wish we didn't know. But as hard as it is, don't you want to know what's going on in their lives? Don't get me wrong. They are not going to tell you everything, even with an open door policy, but you really want to encourage them to have as much honesty with you as they can. And a tip with this is do not look horrified or angry if they come to you with information that doesn't quite thrill you. If you want them to come to you, they have to trust that you'll react properly. It's okay to share your disappointment if that's what you're feeling at that moment. Just do so as calmly as you can. And you should also be honest with them in return. Now, I know there are certain conversations that are not age-appropriate. But if they ask you something, you should be honest if you can. If they know you're lying, they won't trust you anymore. And on to the last tip. Listen. That seems simple, but it's not. Most of us don't always listen when someone is talking to us. A lot of times, we're already thinking about the next thing we want to say instead of focusing on what our partner is saying. Sometimes someone is telling us something we did that hurt them and we half-heartedly apologize and just do it again a week later. Were we really listening? Try to be more present in your conversations with your partner if you think this is a problem. Remind yourself to slow down and really listen when they're speaking. This is really important when it comes to the children. I will confess right now that I am guilty of not totally listening when they're talking to me. Let's face it. We kind of pick that up when they're young, right? I have a bunch of chatterboxes in my house. 
Sometimes they would ramble on for 20 minutes. And the whole point of the story was they ate peanut butter and jelly at school instead of a cheese sandwich. So long ago, I learned to tune out some of the background noise. Does this sound familiar to you? Gosh, I hope I'm not the only one. I know for myself, I come home from work and I might be doing several things at once, like trying to put dinner on the table, help with homework, pay bills, and whatever else. All while this is going on, the kids might be trying to get my attention. So I'm listening, but not with my complete attention. And let me assure you, when they get older, they're going to call you on it. They know now, and they'll say, Mom, were you listening? And I say, of course I was. And then they say, well, then tell me what I said then. And then I'm busted. And my, have the tables turned. So I challenge you, and I'm challenging myself this week. Let's try to be more present with our kids. Let's try to be more aware to stop what we are doing for a moment to listen to what they have to say. That means let's put the phone down for a minute and actually look them in the eye. I know how I feel when I'm trying to talk to them and their heads are buried in the phone. So I need to give that same respect back. So let's make that our homework this week. Let's work on trying really hard to be better listeners with our partners and our children and to be more aware of ourselves when we aren't acting present. So those were my top three tips of communicating. Just to repeat, they were one, communication is not confrontation. Number two, be open and honest. Number three, listen. Now, I just want to give you a couple of tips or ideas that could help as well. The first is something I had done with my daughter years ago. If you are dealing with a child who is more reserved with their feelings and more closed off to communicating with you, you can try this. Get a notebook, any style that you think they would like. On the first page, write them a note explaining that this is now your special notebook only for the two of you. They can use that book to share anything or ask any questions that may be hard or embarrassing to ask. When they do, you will respond in the book and pass it back and forth. Of course, you assure them that it's completely private and no one else will see it. It helps if you have a shy child. Plus, they feel they have something special to share with you. Another tip of communication to ensure you are all listening and respecting one another's needs is very simple. Repeat back information you're receiving. An example of this would be if your partner says something like, uh, I'm tired of you spending so much time working. And then you would repeat back, okay, I understand that you are frustrated that I'm working so much lately. So you see, it's just a way for the person to feel validated and also so they know you are really listening. And last, this pertains to the exes. Communication with the ex is something I discuss in great detail in episode one, where I talk about having a healthy divorce. If you missed it, you can find that one at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash zero one. But I want to bring up something here that's essential to not do. Do not use the kids as messengers for communication with an ex. 
it isn't fair to the kids. And not only that, the information usually gets misconstrued. That can lead to more arguments. So please do all communicating with your ex directly. If you aren't on speaking terms, you can email or text, but it puts too much pressure on the kids to expect them to deliver messages back and forth. So that's what I have for you today. Communication is something you have to continuously work on. It may not be easy, but when you can achieve healthy communication in your family, your family will thrive. Because the blended family is so complex, communication is a key to success. If you thought this show was valuable, please share it with a friend who you think could benefit from it. Today's show could help any family, not only the blended ones. If you have any tips you want to share with our listeners, please comment on the show notes at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash 13. And don't forget our challenge this week to be more present with our children and to really make an effort to listen when they're talking to us. Questions or topic ideas? Send them to me. Melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I appreciate you so much for listening, and I'll be back next week to talk about bonding with your stepchildren. Have a fabulous week. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.